I can't hear. You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities and an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi Fi. Good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punch and Show, the most unpredictable, honest, and authentic morning boxing talk show in the game. Thank you for joining us for some boxing talk on the clock. Today is Monday, May 8th. Our show is brought to you today by Nationwide Warranties for AMA.com and TheBoxingInsider.com. We will have Jake Donovan on in a little bit for Jake's take. And we have the most beautiful Jay LaBeouf here, my partner in crime, the creator and founder of BadCulture.net and contributor for Black Sports Online. What's good, Jay? What's good? Good morning, RB, and good morning, boxing fans. We now have the Canelo Chavez fight in our rear view, as painful as it was, probably more painful for Chavez to watch and we're finally going to get the middleweight showdown we've been waiting for this September Canelo versus Chavez Jr. We'll talk about that more in the show. So in honor of this weekend's big fight announcement, I want to give the following hot question to you guys today. Today's hot question is Canelo GGG is official. Why are people still complaining? Use your hashtag, use the official show hashtag TMPS so we can read your responses on the show. If you'd like to call in and give your response live, dial 718-508-9852, press 1 on your keypad. The phone lines are open. Plus, I'll give you the results a little later in the show of my online poll where I asked people where they think the big fight should land. You'll be surprised with the results, so we'll get into that a little later in the show. Really? Yeah, I was very surprised. So, so why are people still complaining? I just think people are miserable. They complained and complained, and Canelo don't want the fight. Tom was BSing with negotiations over on the K2 side. We got the fight. We got an intro. We got a WrestleMania-style kickoff to <laughs> announce the fight, and people are still not happy that we're finally, they're going to find a reason to complain about the fight. So, And the fight is at 160. So we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Stop complaining, people. You wanted the fight. We got the fight. Here we go. You know, then it was going to be about the weight. But, okay, Mm -hmm. for the belt, and it's going to be at 160. And we're going to get Jake's take on this, like Jay said, about, you know, the belt and the weight and everything. But, yes, why are people complaining? We want to know. Um, We got some really good feedback. Also today, we are going to play some Know It or Blow It. So make sure you call the win, 718-508-9852. Press one to play Know It or Blow It a little later in the show. And if you win, you will win a free gift from forama.com. So cool. make sure you sharp, make sure you ready. Yes. That's going to be a really, so, really cool break. That's going to be a really cool gift if you can answer the question properly. So good luck on that one. We have been uh, seeing some stumbles in boxing trivia from the listeners in recent weeks. So maybe today will be that lucky day. Right, right. Well, anyway, Jay, why don't we start off and recap some of the fights from the weekend before we bring Jake on. Let's go to Friday night out in Las Vegas, um, continuing to honor its pledge to make good fights on ESPN. Golden Boy did deliver two really good fights, and there were actually two upsets in the co-main event and the main event. So we had um, Robinson Castellanos. He took out Yorkie's Gamboa. Gamboa wow. did not come off his stool after the, sec- after the seventh round. He pretty much quit. 
and I think it's pretty much over for Gamboa. And in the co-main out- event. Oh, oh I'm sorry, ahead. RB, go ahead. No, I was going to say, this guy was out of the ring for over a year. Over a year, and Gamboa couldn't get up for him. But we'll talk about the particulars of that. And in the co-main event, RB? We had Jesus Rojas who beat Abraham Lopez in the co-main event, claiming the WBA NABF featherweight title. So I really like what Golden Boy is doing here because when they got the ESPN2 deal, they vouched to us that they were going to make better fights, that they were going to be competitive fights. And we thought, well, are they really going to match people up within their own stable? Are they really going to get their own fighters knocked off? Like, come on, we've heard this before, right? We see what PBC has done on ESPN. And... But Golden Boy is delivering, and they're doing it. So far, every ESPN2 show that they've done has had an upset or a war or toe-to-toe action. I mean, they're not messing around. It's sink or swim over at Golden Boy for the young guns. That's right. They're going to skim the fat off the top. They're matching them hard. As a result, the watchers and are getting good competitive fights. And kudos to them. They, they have now several platforms. They have their... LA Fight Club for their upcoming guys. Now we have the ESPN platform. So they are definitely moving in the right direction and giving fans the good fights that they want to see. Congratulations, Golden Boy. Yeah. Right. And I want to talk a little bit about Gamboa. You know, he said he felt really dizzy in the fight. He felt like he couldn't go on. The fact of the matter is cheaters never win. And Mm -hmm. a, a few years ago when that lab was busted in Miami, his PED report was released. And it was off the charts, literally. You know, that shit always comes back around. And once he had to get off that hot shit, his career really did decline. You know, so this this is kind of just what happens. I don't have respect for cheaters, and eventually they end up being losers anyway. I'm over Gamboa. Um, I hope you are, too. <laughs> oh, I definitely am. I definitely am. We've seen him, and he complains, he complains. He's cheating, and he complains. The problems were 50 Cent, and now he's got another promoter. I'm sure he'll find a way to blame Golden Boy in the, co- in the coming week. He was dizzy, couldn't continue. I'd be dizzy, too, if I was getting the hell beat out of me over the course of several rounds in a fight I was supposed to win against a guy who hasn't fought since his kid's last birthday. So... No sympathy for Gamboa. I respect anybody who puts on the gloves, but it's it's a wrap for Gamboa. If I never see him fight again, I won't complain. Yeah, and you know what? I think um, his confidence is shot. His body looks bad. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to call it a day, too. I don't see where else there is for him to go. Golden Blue no. signed him. They used him for what they could do with him. I think that's a wrap. I mean, nobody else is going to sign him or really look for him. I don't think HBO is screaming for him to be back on their network. So Maybe Don uh, unless King wants he goes him. over Yeah, there you go. He seems to pick up refresh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on to Saturday night. Okay. The big pay per view card. Um, you know, all the controversy leading up to the fight. Is Chavez gonna make weight? That was the whole promotion. And we said this months ago that the entire promotion for this fight was going to be about Chavez's weight. And he did get the big win on Friday at the weigh-in when he did yeah. actually make weight. But that was just about it. That was that was the only thing uh, good about that fight is that he made the weight. But let's recap right. the undercard first, uh, Jay. Jojo Diaz, Manuel Avila. What do you think there? You know, I'm going to keep it real because I always keep it real. 
with our listeners mm-hmm. and with you and when we're listening. I really like Jojo Diaz. I think he's a wonderful young man. I think he is refreshing with his sweet personality and he's down to earth, but he's just got no power. And mm-hmm. watching this last fight, he, yes, he clearly won the bout, but there was just just no excitement to it. It was a real snoozer. And at this point in his career, as he makes a run for the title belt, I mean, he's mm. eking out victories, it's, which is the name of the game, but is anybody going to remember them? That is a good point. Eking out victories. Like like Jay said, he doesn't have real power to stop these guys. Like, if these guys are in survival mode, they're going to survive. He just can't really seem to put them away. And we like JoJo. I think he's a really good kid. I yeah. think he looks good. I think he's really charismatic. It's really hard not to like him, but, um, you know, he does have some drawbacks there. And this is about the third time that we've seen him on TV, right, right. and on pay-per-view. Right. And, you know, it's just been nothing really spectacular, nothing to really close it out to be like, mm, you know, like he's the mother effing man, you right. know. And we've been saying that recently about other fighters in his division, like Oscar Valdez. When we watch right. Oscar, we're like, ooh, that boy is mean. Ooh, he's nasty. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we want to see more of him. And, you know, right. they came out of the same Olympic class. So right. it's not like, you know, one is levels above the other. They should be pretty equal. Um, so, again, nothing just really spectacular in that fight. I mean, I think he is very sound and solid. And, you know, he could be a bit crafty. But like Jay said, he just can't, you know, finish the fight. Um you know, when you look at other fighters in the division, like a Valdez, like a Gary Russell Jr., like a Frampton, like a Leo mm-hmm. Santa Cruz, you, you see the difference, right? Like in the levels. Right. I, you know what? And to be all in all honesty, because I know we have a contingency of listeners who's going to say, you guys don't appreciate technical victories. You're just falling in the same trap of these people who want to see unskilled knockouts. And that's not the case. You can eke out a technical victory and it still be an exciting fight. We've seen numerous fights where people battered someone to death because they were just technically superior to them. And that maybe that's a better way to say that we see one. That's what we want to see for Jojo. We don't want him to change his style. We just want him to molly wop whoever he's in there against. It should go on the (laughs) distance. Beat beat their ass. That's all we're asking for. Definitive. Well, well, the, the the other problem in that fight was that JoJo and Avila, their styles didn't particularly mesh that well. So, you mm-hmm. know, what seemed to be a good matchup on paper, stylistically, it just didn't live up to what we thought it was going to be. But moving forward, the kid wants a title shot next, you know, and that's what he's probably going to get. So he's going to have to rise to that occasion and hopefully dig deep. Let's go to um, – the Lucas Matisse versus Emmanuel Taylor, which was a fight yes. that we were really looking forward to. We were looking forward to seeing Matisse's return. Now, let me, I got to put this out there, and I said it a few times on Saturday night. Lucas Matisse has been out for a year and a half. That boy came back shredded, cut up like a bag of dope. He was in shape. He, and I'm just like, wow, we've seen Marcos Maidana go to Argentina and take a year off and look like a hippopotamus. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. Matisse, I don't know what he was doing the past year and a half, but he came back in shape and he didn't he didn't look like he had much ring rust. Would you agree, Jay? 
I completely agree. See, that's what I'm talking about. Matisse's been out the <laughs> ring for a long time. And if you are out of the ring for a long time, let's let's keep it 100. They're not going to match make you against a killer your first time back in the ring if you're on the side of the – if you're on the A side. Matisse went out there and he beat that man fast. And that's how you're yeah. supposed to do it in your comeback fight, especially on a pay-per-view when people are paying, what was it, $70 for the high-def pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, $70. So Because, you know, of course, everyone buys the fights when they come on. And he did exactly what somebody who's out is supposed to do. And bravo to the machine. Viva la máquina. I'm with it. Welcome back, Lucas Matisse. <laughs> yes. Matisse was just too much, too strong. He had Emmanuel Taylor hurt by the overright the overhand right hand a few times, which made Taylor very hesitant and he started respecting Lucas way too much. I mean you saw where the fight was going. Um Matisse was just whipping his ass. Yeah. I don't think you could have asked much more from Matisse considering, you know, the layoff. And right. um nobody has roughed up. Emmanuel Taylor like that before he's a good he's a good opponent I mean he is what he is you know Emmanuel Taylor is what he is um but Lucas needed the good win that's what he got um again I, it's just amazing to me that he stayed in the shape that he stayed in the past year and a half so what's he next for great. Matisse I yeah yeah so what's next for Matisse everybody the machine is back Matisse is back like you know I'd like to see him in there with like a Tim Bradley, a Khan, Porter. What, who would you like to see Matisse in there with? I like the idea of a fight against with him and Tim Bradley. That's a nice, nice crossroads fight for the both of them. Golden Boy is doing business with hell. As a matter of fact, if we look at the weekend, everybody looks like they're back to doing business with everybody to make these fights. I love the idea of Lucas Matisse versus um, Tim Bradley. That could be a great fight here in the Los Angeles area, but hopefully it won't go to Vegas and it won't be a pay-per-view event. I like the idea of him fighting against Amir Khan. Amir Khan needs a fight. He'll probably get online and say that's not enough money for him, but whatever. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> possibilities for Lucas Matisse. I think he'll be steering away from Pozole if Pozole moves up in weight. But, yeah, I like it, Tim Bradley. Let's do it. Yeah, I like that, too. Um but the one thing that we've noticed in the past few years, and a lot of people have not pointed this out, except me and Jay on the morning punching and show, is That's that right. Top Rank and Golden Boy really don't work together unless it's a mandatory fight. So that mm. whole truce that they called and the Cold War was over and we got a couple fights. Remember we saw Jesse Vargas with uh, Ali. What was the kid's name? Saddam Ali. Ali. Mm-hmm. And I think we had some other um, – Maybe it was like Postal and Matisse, right? They were all mandatories. It's not like they came to the table and said, let's negotiate some really good fights together, Golden Boy and Top Rank. So we got to keep that in mind. Nobody has really pointed that out but us. So um, Tim Bradley, Matisse, yes, it sounds like a great fight, but if they're not each other's mandatories, I don't see it happening. Um, The co-main event, Jay, Lemieux versus... David Lemieux versus Reyes. David Lemieux battered this this guy. He was just bloody for 10 rounds. Uh, That is my recap. That's it. This is here's my recap. I broke my back. 
Back is broken. <laughs> That's my recap for the fight, uh, Lemieux versus Reyes. <laughs> what a whooping. That was a whooping. Yeah. So the the main event, Canelo versus Chavez. So in a in a quick recap, Canelo just beat down Chavez. Both fighters before the fight declined to step on the HBO scale. And I was a little disappointed by that because I did really want to see how big they were going to come in. Uh, but I guess that wasn't for us to, to know or even worry about. <laughs> but from round one, Canelo really just did have his way. I mean, it was it, w- it was a very one-sided fight. It was almost like a sparring session. Um, I, I, I can't say anything really good about this main event. Jake, can you help me out here? Here's, the, my, here's what I have to say about uh, Canelo and Chavez. That's what that fight was. That fight was a complete money grab. We knew it was going to be a money grab. And mm-hmm. Chavez Jr., I felt a little bit like Tyra Banks, like we were all rooting for you. Even, at least if you get knocked out, at least try. He didn't even try. Your dad mm. is Julio Cesar Chavez. Your father is a legend, and you're fighting another Mexican on Cinco de Mayo weekend, and you're just going to stand there? Oh, those poor Mexican people are going to run him out of Mexico next time they see him. That was pathetic. He just, <laughs> that was just yeah. sad. I, I expected him to at least do something. It, it took me back to the Sergio Martinez fight, but at least he came on in the end and left the crowd yeah. like, wow. But he didn't do Nada, nada. Oh, that was sad. Was sad. It, it it was it was a very much a one sided fight. It was a complete shutout. Now here are some positives outside of the fight. Is that the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas did sell out? They had over twenty thousand people show up. Some of the pictures that I saw people putting up on Twitter. It actually did feel good to see that. Regardless yeah. of the fight kind of stinking and everything else, it was like, man, that's an awesome atmosphere. We see it happen in the UK and across the pond all the time. So when we get it, when we get a, a 20,000 crowd like that, you know, it just kind of gives you a little bit of hope. Um, and then after the fight, you know, there was that big announcement that Canelo and GGG are going to fight in September. With that being said, why don't we bring on Jake Donovan for Jake's take? You're rocking with the morning punching show with RB and J, and now it's time for Jake's take. Good morning. Hola, hola. Welcome aboard, Jake Donovan. Oh, thank you. All right. All right. Big, big fight weekend. We were just recapping the fights. Um, mm-hmm. And now we want to talk a little bit about the aftermath, and we want to get Jake Donovan's. We want to get your take on this. You know, the Canelo uh, Chavez fight really did not live up to the hype in the ring. Um, oh, Chavez, it, it was a complete shutout. Um, what was your take on the fight, Jake? Okay, I, I'm gonna follow your lead. I'm gonna start with two positives uh, for, for Canelo, I, and both of them is him really saving face. Just you know, and um, as you know, as, as the face of Mexico. One, he came to fight, and he beat Chavez's ass. You know, we said that 
he really lived up to the event. I mean, he could have fought harder. Mm-hmm. We know why he didn't fight as hard, but he still want to fight 12 nothing at the highest weight he's ever fought at. And he looks pretty damn good doing it. I don't ever want to see him at 164 again. But he did, um, he did the event proud in terms of living up to, you know, being Mexico's hero. And he announced the biggest possible fight that could be made in boxing today. So it was a complete reversal from last year when he dragged Gennady into the ring after he knocked out Khan and then never fought him. And then, you know, this year it was all about saving face, and he did that. So I, I give, you know, all the credit of the world. He, he did the event crowd, you know, from his end anyway. Um, the thing that really disappointed me was Chavez, not even so much Chavez. It's like we kind of get conned into it all the time. This is going to be the time when he finally turns the corner. We know it's never going to happen. What really gets me down is that Don Nacho was brought up for Nacho Beresting, yeah. one of the greatest princes in boxing history. And it's like, that's the thing with boxing. They have no problem taking a great name and just dragging it through the mud. And poor Don Nacho, you know, Don Nacho, I mean, he could have said no. He could have said, no, I'm not going to do this. I don't know if he really thought Julio had a chance to win, or maybe he thought it was a great opportunity to cash out. But, you know, his name, unfortunately, gets a little, you know, stained after this weekend because they just had no game plan other than let's go 12 rounds and cash our checks. That was just the biggest disappointment yeah. to me. We think Don Nacho do such great things with so many great fighters, and it definitely didn't happen this weekend. You know, um, the thing with Canelo Chavez is this. I saw some other promoters in the business. They jumped on social media. They were, you know, just slaying the whole event. And I thought any other promoter would have made the same goddamn fight. It was, it, you know, now was it, was it historic though, Jay? I mean, I mean, Jay, probably not, right? I mean, I don't think this no. is going to go down in history. No, not at all. The, the one thing I will say was from the moment the fight was announced, I, I was never really big on it, but I never slammed it. The moment I saw that tickets were sold out, it's like, who really cares what I think? 20,000 people want to see this fight, plus hundreds of thousands more that ordered the pay-per-view. I'm guessing it probably get around 550 to 600,000 pay-per-views. So a, a lot of people were interested in this fight. So, you know, who the hell were we to say, well, you know, this fight shouldn't have happened? It was, it was a fight that, you know, they wanted to happen five years ago. They finally found a way to fight us. So... They got it out of the way. I mean, yeah, it was a big money grab, but like you said, there's not a promoter in the game that it was, oh, you know, you know, I, I love the sport too much. I'm not going to do this event. Full F. I'm not going to curse today, but full. No promoter in the world would have backed out from, from uh, putting this event forward. So I don't have any problem exactly. with that. My problem is that we paid $70 to basically yeah. hear that Kanadi Golovkin. That's the thing that pisses me off. It's like, this is the fight that boxing honestly owed us. I mean, we waited a year and a half for this. We went through all that mess last year. And that was probably the biggest factor in why 2016 was awful. I mean, yeah, the TBC, you know, shutting down for the whole fourth quarter. There's a lot to contribute to. But, but Canelo and Gennady, had they fought last year, or even if they fought in December on back-to-back weekends, that could have helped save salvage 2016 a little. They contributed to one of the worst years in boxing history. And then we got to pay a pay-per-view fee just to hit them and out the damn fight. I'm grateful that the fight is happening. It's fantastic that the fight is happening in September. And honestly, Canelo was kind of at the point, you know, if he decided he didn't want to be a middleweight, he really didn't have to fight Gennady. He could have said, you know what, I'm comfortable 154. Gennady can go fight his man for the next two years. But, yeah, that, that part just really us. It's like, fans, you know, we waited so long, we waited so long, and then you got to pay $70 for... You know, the whole thing was planned. And not the people, you know, there's so many idiots in boxing that claim that boxing, uh, outside of boxing, that say the sport is sick. You know, and then we get an event like this and then a, a you know, pre-produced uh, thing with Gennady coming into the ring. It, it felt like wrestling, which, you know, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you that Santa Claus isn't real. But wrestling is fake. 
You know, I don't need wrestling element in boxing. You know, entertainment, yes. But I, I don't know. I just, yeah, you know. I, I just, just could have done it any other way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you said the class. Every, yeah, I had, um, you know, people over. We were watching the fight, and we were literally confused. Like, I wasn't quite yeah. sure what was happening. <laughs> it, it was just a bit confusing how they yeah, had it all staged out. They had the video ready. They had the, they had the. <sighs> I mean, everything was like ready to go, and it just felt the timing a little... was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what? With that big WrestleMania intro, it would have been pretty lit if they timed it right. If right when Canelo got to the mic and they were like, "Fans, I'm giving you what you're ready for," boom, and then the doom, 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 doom. Yeah, had you not asked that question exactly. I mean, it could have been done so many different ways. I mean, I understand why they announced it when they did. And the other thing I love about it is that it now puts, you know, that other force on hold, Mayweather and McGregor. That, you know, for once, boxing finally outsmarted UFC. And, you know, if Floyd and Conor were smart, they would have announced the fight on May 5th. They would have sold the Thunder from Canelo and Chavez. Yeah. Said, well, here's your money grab. I know what you want to do next, but we got September 16th book. So, if, you know, you want to fight Gennady, go find somewhere else on another day to do it. So, you know, yeah. now anyone well, who wants to see if the fight, they have to wait. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to switch gears with you a little bit. There was an upset on Friday night. Robinson Castellanos beat Gamboa. What? Give us, your, give us Jake's take on Gamboa. Where does he go from yeah, here? But, oh, God. Uh, to another, I, I don't know what. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure only knows his boxing. So, honestly, I don't know where he goes, but he has no business being on TV ever again. I mean, he came in, you know, sporting the Mexican colors, you know, Damn. taking pride in the Cinco de Mayo weekend. And he just quit. How the hell do you, you know, you're going to sit down and honor your promoter and then just quit on him? That's quit. just, that's disgusting me. And that's just been, you know, really a summary of, of Gamboa's career. He came out of, the, you know, one of the greatest amateurs in history when he came into the pro ranks. Everyone was high on him. Mm-hmm. He had a very aggressive face, you know, early on. And then it's just like his career hit a wall. And that was it. You know, like you said, once the TV scandal came out with, you know, his cycling and all that, then he just started fighting once a year, this even that. It's just, yep. He's going to go down as one of the biggest wastes of talent in boxing history. Maybe it's a you know, hyperbole, but just for my own expectations <laughs> of what I thought Gambo was going to accomplish, I mean, this is a guy I thought, you know, not that I put too much stock in pound for pound, but this is a guy that was supposed to, you know, really run the table. I mean, he needed the, the Juanma fight to happen, you know, when Bob Aaron was busy marinating it, but, you know, that maybe could have changed his career. It just seemed like that fight never happened, and he didn't know where to take his career after that, and it's a shame. I hope we, you know, Jay, you're dead right. I hope we never see him again. You know, um, <laughs> I, I, there's another fighter I want to throw in the mix there. You, you mentioned, you know, Gamboa just being one of the biggest wastes of talent. Frankie yeah. Gomez, you could throw him in there as well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they both of them have so much potential. Yeah. They can go, go fight, each other. fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Give us the latest with Joseph Parker. Uh, you know, I, I mean, this Saturday, I mean, this is how our Saturday began. For those of us who woke up early, I mean, I had to work. So I was kind of watching the fight while working. But, you know, when you – we understand that Fury fell out and that he had to get a replacement on two weeks' notice. You got a guy who you used to spar with as your next opponent. When you're a heavyweight with the title, you're supposed to knock opponents like that the F out. That's the bottom line. He didn't do that. He won a decision. He looked ugly winning a decision at that. It, it, it was just a major, major, major step backwards. After the heavyweight fight we got a week ago, you know, when Anthony Joshua mm-hmm. made the memorable statement, and even Vladimir making a big statement in defeat, 
here comes Joseph Parker, you know, I got the 12-round win. Yeah, it was a last-minute opponent. You're very familiar with the guy. You used to, every time you had a fight, a, you know, a tall guy in your past, you know, you beat on him and sparring. The guy who was there to get knocked out, I mean, he's been knocked out before by uh, you know, Donovan Bennett. I mean, That's right. you know, those people were getting knocked out. The potential was there, and Joseph Parker just blew it. You know, this is a chance to really make a big statement a week after, you know, one of the best heavyweight fights in years. And he just, it's it, it sad. And this, the bad thing is, a lot of people are high on Joe Parker, myself included. But now the concern is maybe this guy's leveled off. He got his title, you know, by beating Andy Ruiz, you know, the, the chief title. And I'm not sure he's going to get any better. And that's the sad part. You know, I really, I was really high on this guy. And I don't know where he factors into the heavyweight mix here. You know, he's, he's still probably, you know, he's definitely a top 10, maybe a top 5 heavyweight, but... You know, are you going to say that if he and Anthony Joshua fight next, you know, you're going to give Joe, Joseph Parker a good chance based on last weekend? Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? <laughs> he ain't got no good chance against Anthony Joshua. That was real sweet of you to say that, Jake, but come on. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's the same because, you know, the heavyweight division is start, you know, starting to become vibrant again. You know, and then we get a fight like this that just kind of lives down to what the heavyweight division has been for the past decade. All right. Well, hey, right. he did what he could do. At least, at least we have some movement happening in the heavyweight di- division, which is so desperately needed. But Jay, exactly. Uh, one, I'm sorry. One other thing that came from this weekend too, Jay, you'd be proud to know the boot is finally off. It is. We talked about like, remove the boot from Canelo's car. He, he can go riding a six four down, whatever. Yeah. You know, he's uh, he's. <laughs> I'm not sure it's translated <laughs> into a cash payment. But his appeal isn't going to go anywhere. You know, Tuto seems very uh, confident in that. So he's not going to stand in the way of Canelo, you know, proceeding with his career. I guess they found whatever money they needed to find to, uh, to satisfy Wow, good. Last year's court oh. settlement. So. Man, they better have found that money. If somebody wasn't uh, <laughs> didn't have $8 million to cough up after the weekend. Yes. And I found it funny that, you know, they said his um, his guaranteed price was $5 million for last weekend. We all know he made way more than that. Hell yeah. So, Come on, give me a break. And that's not even off the cut. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, when, um, you know, you can hide the money all you want, but when you file a appeal, you know, you have to come up with the money that you owe, you know, the, the person who beat you in the lawsuit. So, you know, he can't sit on that money forever. They got to show him where that money is. And, show him you know, the that money. Was, show him the money. They show him the money, and, uh, you know, Canelo's going to be very, very rich off his next fight without having yes, to give he... uh, any of it to anybody. Well, yes, he is. Well, thank you, Mr. Jake Donovan, bringing the heat each and every week for all the new kids signing in this week who missed it. Remind them where they can find you. Uh, on Twitter at Jake in the Box, and then uh, as whenever I write on FightNights.com. Whenever you write, you write, you're probably writing right now. <laughs> all right. Well, that's great. Okay. It's going to be about you, I promise. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Jake. We appreciate you. We will be talking to you shortly. Let's take a quick commercial break, and let's see if our real boxing G wants to play some Know It or Blow It. We'll be right back. Any vehicle, any age, any mileage. With Nationwide Auto Warranties, you will stop paying unexpected costly repair bills and let an extended auto warranty pay. Go to NationwideAutoWarranties.com for an instant email quote or call 1-866-352-4999 for a free no-obligation phone quote. So stop paying and let Nationwide Auto Warranties get you your coverage today. Again, that number is 1-866-352-4999 or visit NationwideAutoWarranties.com. Before we jump back into it, can we give a shout out to our our guy Eddie Eddie Hernandez? We appreciate you and everything you do. 
That's another member of the Morning Punch-In Show team that you never get a chance to see. We know who he is, and we know you out there working. So shout out to Eddie. Thank you for everything you do. Mm-hmm. I second All right. That. Well, we are back, and I think that this is a good time for us to read some responses to today's hot question. You guys have been eating this one up. So I'm going to take a, just a reminder, if you missed what today's hot question is, and we still want to take your responses, make sure you use the official hashtag of the show, TMPS, so we can read your responses. So let the hot question of the day is, Canelo Triple G is official. Why are people still complaining? Let's start with some good ones. Shout out to our guy, Simplificato, who's dialing in from London, well, from England. He says, some boxing fans are effing idiots. Okay. You're all right. Uh, Mike Terrell says the, the Triple G, oh, I like that. The hashtag Triple G Hive is never satisfied. They mad Triple G did a ring walk after Canelo beat Chavez Jr. All right. Team Player 121 says they waited until Triple G seemed to be slipping due to age for Canelo to sign. Besides, Lara, he won't fight unless he has an advantage now. Ooh. Leroy Derricott says, Maynello versus Triple G. I'm excited for the fight. The people get what they ask for. Uh, Square Maravia Golovkin, great name, says different reasons. They don't have a gallo in this fight. Canelo and Triple G have been long criticized by some. Could be a non-American thing. Let me switch on over to Raging Babes. Raging Babes Facebook, where the question has been getting a ton of responses. We want to know why are people still mad? And people are just, people are not happy unless they are complaining. Uh-oh. Sorry about that, kids. Had a little bit of a screen phrase. <laughs> hey, Sue Saldana says, the fight we all wanted is a done deal. Let's turn the page on who does who. Three Boys Boxing right. says something. Some people will complain and say anything to not give credit to Canelo and Golden Boy. Pure, true haters. We have a ton, ton, ton responses. If we have enough time later on in the show, I will read a few more of them. But, yeah, keep it going. Keep using the official hashtag TMPS to give your response to the hot question. Also, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I mentioned that we would talk about where we wanted the fight to land. On fight night, I posed the question to Twitter with uh, four possible venues, Las Vegas, Dallas, L.A., or New York. We knew New York wasn't going to get it, but had to throw that in there. But after the poll, 50% of you want the fight back in Vegas, with Dallas coming in at 26%, Los Angeles at 13%, and the Garden at 11%. So Vegas is neutral ground. That would be a great, great fight. Has Golovkin fought in Vegas? Oh, no. I don't think he's fought in Vegas. So, yeah, that's a good. uh, Yeah, that's a good spot for Golovkin to uh, take his reign, or Canelo to prove that he's truly the king. He is the man at middleweight. So, time will tell. Well, you know what, Jay? the, the, The fight probably does belong in Las Vegas. I would love to see it go to Texas, just because. You know, Texas has such a great boxing demographic, and it could be huge. I mean, if it went to the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, they would easily put 80,000 people in the stadium. 
if you go to Vegas, it belongs in Vegas, but the T-Mobile Arena is only but so big. So now you're talking about 20,000, 22,000 people versus 80,000 screaming bananas boxing fans. So my selfish marketing side, you know, would love to see it go to Texas just because of the environment, the atmosphere, the, the electricity. But it probably does belong in Las Vegas. It's a Las Vegas fight. My selfish side wanted it to land here in Los Angeles at the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl or the Coliseum, both 80,000 plus seats. That would be so exciting for Los Angeles. But the Rose Bowl's already booked, and I'm not sure. I think Coliseum is all booked up by the by the Trojans. Forget you, USC. Yeah. But anyway, so as we go on, we'll drop some word here on the show and let you know where the fight is going down. RB, how about some know it or blow it? Yes. So anybody who's listening, who wants to play know it or blow it with me? We've got a question, a boxing trivia question. We're going to give you 10 seconds. And today's free gift is coming from forama.com, which is a gift boutique unlike any other. I get my candles from there. I get my soaps from there. They have stuff for men, for women. So regardless of who's calling to play, there is something in this store for you or for your significant other. So who is willing to play Know It or Blow It with us this morning? Press one and Jay will pick you up in the queue. I see a lot of people sitting in queue. I see the 916, the 816, the 773, the 718, the 212, the 500, the 305. Today's question isn't even that hard. It's not even that hard today. So I actually think somebody could possibly win something today. So dare to be great. Press one. Come on, callers. Just play with us. You know what? We'll even give you an extra 10 seconds. We will give you 20 seconds today. Press one to play know it or blow it. I can almost guarantee you that you will win today. If you, you know, if you are a boxing head and if you follow boxing, you will probably win know it or blow it today. See, that just lets me know when people are trolling and they're doing it with the comfort of Google behind their back. Come on, let's play know it <laughs> or blow it. Let's go. Let's go with well, the know you, it or blow it. You know what? While we wait for someone to dare to be great, I have it in case you missed it. Um, topic here. Uh, you know, last week was all about Canelo Chavez. There was not much popping off in the Boston world that was not surrounding Canelo Chavez. However, last night, for Chris Mannix of SportsIllustrated.com, he tweeted out that the HBO guys are furious at Andre Ward. He blew off the Kovalev face-off yesterday. The, the staple of HBO's pay-per-view wow. hype Okay, the face-off, he blew it off, and HBO is now saying that they are not going to reschedule it. So we're not going to get a Kovalev Ward face-off. How about that, though, Jay? What the hell? (sighs) Man, you know, we watch the discussions that take place on and offline surrounding Andre Ward and why people don't like him, why people do like him. And unfortunately, it's things like this that just throw fuel on the fire and add sagebrush to an already big burn. And of course, in the weeks to follow, we will probably get some tweets or some Instagram posts that say we don't know the whole story (laughs) and people are just judging and 
yes. all the facts are going to come out. But the fact of the matter is, this is a second pay-per-view fight on a next on a network that also employs you. I could give mm-hmm. a pass on not wanting to do other media. That's your right. That's your prerogative. A lot of fighters choose who and when and where they want to talk to. That's cool. But your fight's on HBO. You're employed by HBO. Andre, you couldn't show up for the for the for the face off with Max Kellerman. Is there a beef with Max Kellerman? We know Max Kellerman loves Andre Ward, so not sure what the problem is. So that's a little. You, that's, no, it's not a little disappointing. Yeah. It's, it's jacked up. Come on, it's now. a Come lot here. disappointing. And you know what? The first promotion and this promotion, it still feels petty between Rock Nation, Andre Ward, main events trying to do their thing, Kovalev. It's like there's a lot of petty, you know, who's going to sit where, who's going to leave this, who's going to wear that. You know, it could be something so petty where it's like, well, I wanted to sit on the left side of the table and they wanted me on the right side. I mean, that's how petty some of this promotion has become. You know, who's going to walk out first? Who's going to walk out second? Who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, that's how petty this has become. And you know what? It's probably one of the biggest reasons why me and Jay have decided not to go out to Vegas for the rematch. Even though we are looking forward to the fight, we thought that the first fight was really great. It was just the whole promotion is a bit uncomfortable. It's a bit petty. You know, Rock Nation is in the lead this time, which is probably going to make it even more awkward than it was the first time around. And, and you know, it's just kind of, it left a bad taste, you know, and, that, and now we still see this happening. I ain't going. <laughs> so no. for those of you who love RB and J, you won't see us that weekend in Las Vegas. Yeah. Maybe we'll hook up. Maybe I'll go to Phoenix or maybe RB will come out here to LA and we'll have us a little hoedown yeah. of sorts and, and get the fight. Yeah, or, maybe a fight party. Uh, That's that good might idea. Be kind of fun. But has anybody pressed one day to play Know It or Blow It? All these they have. on the switchboard. Oh, we have someone. Awesome. We have. Ooh, and it's somebody from my neck of the woods. It's 323. What's up, 323-872? You're on with the Morning Punch and Show. Who is this and where are you calling from? Oh, see, what a scaredy cat. As soon as I picked up the oh. line, they hung up. Man, I know my city is not scared. We never scared. Well, a little bit scared in LA. But, <laughs> you know, my uh, my city is Anyone letting else, me down. Jay? Anyone else? Not yet. Please make sure you oh. press one. Oh, here's somebody. Let's pick this one. 816, you are on with RB and J. Who is this and where are you calling from? It's Mike from KC. What up, Mike? Mike from KC. What's up? What's up? What's, What's up? What's good? What up? Listen, we are going to give you 20 seconds on the clock today since nobody wanted to play Know It or Blow It with us. So we're going to give you an extra bonus of 10 seconds. And if you win, you will win a free gift from forama.com. And here is the question. Jay, are you ready for the time clock? I'm ready for the time clock. I just like the background okay, noise. It's not like you robbing a bank and you need dipping out. I know. It, it's a lot of noise. Roll the windows up because I need you to really pay attention to this one. Let's get the windows up. Here we go. Before this weekend, Mike from KC, before this weekend, who was the last Mexican boxer? to win a decision in a pay-per-view event, and who did he decision? 
who was the last Mexican boxer to win a decision, Cinco de Mayo pay-per-view weekend, and who did he decision? Go. Man, what? Who was the last Mexican boxer to win a decision in a Cinco de Mayo pay-per-view main event, and who did he beat? Man. Oh, he's going to ask you that. I ain't Mexican. Uh, who, Oscar Dela Hoya? No. Oscar Dela Hoya? I don't, yeah, I don't know. It was... That one, uh, <laughs> it was Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. and he got the decision over Frankie Randall. You talk y'all talking about an easy play. There ain't no Mexican anyway. What the, you talking about that easy play? I don't remember Chavez, that. Stop your fucking lying. Chavez is not a Mexican. Oh, I had to drop the white Chavez fucking Senior. Chavez Senior. Chavez nah. Senior. Nah, I didn't it say was... Chavez ain't a Mexican. I said I ain't. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> <you're about> <laughs> It happened. It yep. happened Cinco de Mayo pay per view in 1994. Chavez Senior got the decision over Frankie Randall. That was the last time the Mexican won a decision on Seco de Maya weekend before Canelo just did it on Saturday night. Uh, okay, well, now I got some more knowledge. All right. <laughs> there you go. Knowledge Keep listening to the shower. Yep, All right, yep. we're going to go ahead and put you back in the queue. Hopefully next week All we'll right. be back with somebody to win some know it or blow it. Why don't we take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Because the right gift can speak volumes for home, for fragrance, for great body products, Think for Alma.com, offering you the finest products for any and every occasion you can imagine. Say you care the right way and search through our catalog of more than 800 products, from tasteful jewelry to great leather goods. So remember, when you think gifts for any occasion, think for Alma.com. And right. we are. I really thought. Yeah, I really thought somebody was going to win that one, Jay. I mean, I didn't think that that was too hard. I didn't ask, you know, who was the person that invented the mouthpiece. You know, right. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I'm so see, that's why you got to roll your windows up when you play know it or blow it. I could have sworn the dude said he ain't Mexican. That's why I had to drop the, why the, why the fuck you lying on him? Okay. He's saying that the caller is saying he's not Mexican, not Chavez Jr. Like, what kind of people are listening to this show? Get it together. But we are back. <laughs> well, we are back. So, look, the hot topic this week, obviously, is Canelo and Golovkin. And uh, our guy, Lance Pugmire from L.A. Times, he actually did an exclusive with Golovkin in Vegas yesterday and Tom Loeffler. And make sure you check out the L.A. Times this morning. He has an exclusive interview with them, and, and he's got a lot more details. And we just wanted to share some of those details with our listeners. So, okay, the fight is officially made September 16th. It is going down it will most likely be in Las Vegas, um, but Tom Loeffler did indicate that all three middleweight belts will be on the line. However, Canelo may not want the WBC belt, Jay. Eh? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> the three contenders to land the fight are the AT&T Stadium, the T-Mobile mm-hmm. Arena in Las Vegas, and the Garden in New York. 
Uh, per Jay's poll yesterday, everyone does want to see this land in Vegas, and that is most likely where it will land. Uh, Tom Lawler also did indicate that if Chavez Jr. would have knocked out Canelo, then Golovkin would have fought Chavez next at 168 pounds. So and he would have gotten knocked out. Their plan. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, let's just be happy the fight is made. Um, anyway, Jay, there was some social media stalking this week. Um, well, share with us what you saw on social media this week before we get into word on the curb. Yeah, before we jump into the word on the curb, every week we know that RB and J love to look through people's social media and see what they're doing out there. We brought you the first time we saw Charles Martin with guns. We we brought you a number of things that you've seen on from these fighters that you may have missed when you're not looking. So this week in social media stalking, I have two things that caught my attention that were pretty, pretty hilarious. The first was Andre Berto. As we know, Andre Berto just lost the fight against Sean Porter within the last couple in the last few weeks in Brooklyn, but he's not wasting any time. Your man Sean Berto, if you're looking for him, was at the Kentucky Derby this week hanging out. So if you're looking for Andre Berto, he had the full on fit. I didn't know boxers got down with the Kentucky Derby like that, but that's where you'll find Andre Berto looking Kentucky Derby ish. <laughs> So if you're wondering about him, that's what he's doing, hanging out with the big-time celebrities. Andre Berto, for those who don't remember, was one of Al Heyman's first signees. So he's got a lot of money, and he will be just fine. The second thing that stuck out, stuck out to me this week in social, <laughs> in social media stalking was Shannon Briggs. Now, if you follow Shannon Briggs on Instagram, we know his Instagram is crazy all day, all night, every day. But this particular post was so funny to me. He is so excited against this quote-unquote title shot that he has for the WBA title against Freo Kendo that's coming up in Florida. His petty is on $100,000 trillion. He posted a photo of him sitting on top a square of money just to let you know that he's making two hundred and fifty k at least for this title fight down in Florida against Freo Kendo for a version of the WBA title. So shout out to Shannon Briggs for your funny, funny posting, and uh, congratulations on the 250K. Let us hold something, and we'll do some Let's Go Champ commercials on the podcast. <laughs> so that's where we're at with that social media stalking. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on and get some word on the curb. We have about 10 minutes left of the show. We want to make sure that we give you the fight schedule for the weekend. But the word on the curb. The word on the curb is Jarrett Hurd. Jarrett Hurd, one of our favorite fighters from the Maryland, D.C. area. He is going to be fighting soon. And word on the curb is he will be fighting Austin Trout. Ooh. I like that fight. Jarrett Hurd versus Austin Trout. Wow. Last time we saw Trout, last time we saw Trout, he gave Jamal Charlo everything he could handle and pretty much proved to us that he's not done. He's not washed up. Um, he may be considered a bit of a veteran in the game now just because of his age and, and, you know, some of the fights he's already been in. But that'll be a good little fight for Jared Hurd. So looking forward to that. Uh, we're not quite sure when, maybe July or August, but Hurd versus Trout. Um, some more word on the curb. Felix Verdejo usually headlines in New York in June for the big Puerto Rican Day Parade festivities. 
this year, that's not going to happen. Oh. So the kid is still a little bit on punishment. He's still getting his stuff together. They're still trying to figure out his training regimen, his team, where they're going to go. He's still seeing a sports psychologist. You know, he's still kind of being a kid. Um, so this year, they're going to skip over the Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend. There's no really, you know, big enough fight to make for that weekend for him anyway. They really want the Flanagan fight. But we just saw Flanagan fight, what, a few weeks ago? What was that, like a month ago or so? Yep. So it's just all too quick, too soon. So no way fast in New York uh, at the Garden in June. We're no available. We're available. <laughs> yeah. I mean, man. Uh, if it, okay. To find hey. some more Puerto Rican fighters. We need to find, here's what we need. If you get, let's, let's crowdfund to make RB&J a float for the Puerto Rican Day <laughs> Parade Festival. And if we can get some, some crowdfunding, I don't know how much it takes to make a float. Or maybe we just need like a, a Rolls Royce with a drop top and we could just ride through the parade and wave. So if you guys want to make that happen, make sure you drop some uh, money in the RB&J yeah. building fund and we'll do it. And, and and look, everyone knows that um, I'm, I was a big Verdejo supporter. I really believed in the kid. He definitely needs to get himself together. Top Rank has always had a Puerto Rican star in their stable. They they always just kind of had that kid. And he was supposed to be that fighter. You know, they had Miguel Cotto and Juan Mon. And they, they were able to really build Puerto Rican stars. And they either need to find a new one or Verdejo needs to really get his act together really, really quick. Last piece of word on the curb is Lomachenko is going to fight Orlando Salido next. Ooh. And it will most and it will most likely actually I'm gonna say it's like ninety five percent gonna go down at the forum in LA. Inglewood. Yes. Inglewood, right Jay? The forum is Woo-hoo. in Inglewood. Sure is. It sure is. Oh, I love that. That's such a great fight for Los Angeles. Lomachenko's exciting. He's got his fan base that's here since he trained in California. Salito, come on. Salito is a warrior. We know people are going to come out and see Salito. Yes, yes, for the fight at the forum. If anybody would like to uh, park at my house, we can carpool, you know, bless the house with five bucks. You can park here at the house. We can carpool over to Salito, Lomachenko, or is it Lomachenko, Salito? Yeah. So I think the only thing that's holding up the announcement and the date is that, you know, HBO, they got to solidify the date. Um, You know, the forum has to be available, but that's where it's going to land. And it's the rematch that everybody wanted. I know Toledo has a fight coming up in Mexico. He's just got to get through that, which shouldn't be a problem. I mean, unless he gets knocked out by whoever he's fighting in Mexico, that's the only thing that would, you know, cancel the rematch and, and this big showdown. So that's it, Jay. That is the word on the curve for this week. We got Herb Trout, Novardejo in New York, and we got Lomachenko Salido headed to the forum. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into the weekend fight schedule. Pretty light week because all eyes were on Las Vegas this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So nothing here stateside in terms of actually broadcast fights that you can tune in on AWE. Cal Yafai versus Suguru Maranaka. I bring that up because they're fighting for the WBA junior bantamweight title. There's a lot of movement in the junior bantamweight area, so that could be a relevant fight for someone down the line. That is the most – that is the fight that probably 
should be paid the most attention to this weekend. A lot of local fights happening, including in Philadelphia. And also, just for the sake of uh, putting the information out there, Nicola Adams is going to be fighting this weekend in Leeds, England. It's not being broadcast here or there, I believe, but keep an eye on her since we've been seeing such a uh, huge movement in women's boxing. She's got a fight coming up this weekend. So if you're over in England and you're tuned into the show and Leeds is close to you, go by and see the woman fight. She's very talented, and we got to keep supporting women's boxing. And that's it for the weekend fight schedule. All right. Well, you know what? I think we are going to sign off, and we are going to catch you guys here on Monday next week from 8 to 9. Make sure you visit thatculture.net, raisingdave.com. Big, big shout-out to our sponsors, nationwideautowarranties.com, forama.com, and theboxinginsider.com. If you would like to sponsor the Morning Punch-In Show, shoot us an email, shoot us a tweet. Um, we'd be happy to have you on board and help you grow your business as well. We appreciate the support. We appreciate you guys listening today. Thank you, Jay, for always being amazing. It is the Morning Punch-In Show. It's a wrap.